0: Every good athlete needs a coach, and your child needs you to help them discover their strengths and weaknesses. None of us are self-made successes, and your parenting is vital. I'm John Fuller, joined in the studio by Dr. Danny Huerta. He leads our parenting department here. And we're going to hear more from Dr. Kevin Lehman today as he talks about how your birth order influences your personality. Here he is with Jim Daly and me, picking up where we left off last time discussing reasons kids sometimes act up. I do remember a time when um, our oldest was, I think, seven or eight, and he just was consistently misbehaving. It was kind of uncharacteristic. And, Jim, you've heard me share this story before. I actually talked to one of our counselors here at Focus on the Family, and uh, we met with, with her, and, and she dismissed me and talked to, to our son for a little bit and then brought me back in, and she said, Well, Dad, I think I think he's really just... Wanting you, you're really, really busy, and he's feeling like he's not getting you. So I think there are times, don't you think, when, when kids do misbehave, and it really is just cry for help. You know what? I'm just not pouring in like I can. So what's
1: the purpose of nature of a child eight or nine years old misbehaving? My point would be, well, he's probably an attention getter. To wit, he needs more time with you. Couldn't verbalize it though. Sometimes kids are revengeful. Hmm. Our prisons are full of people who grew up feeling hurt by life, and things happen to those kids should have never happened to a kid, but they did happen. there was no rescue plan, no one came alongside of them uh no one brought them to Christ, you know they just went off on their own, and their whole thing is is being vengeful toward other people they're hateful toward other people. Well, the world they grew up in was hurtful so if you had a kid grow up in, in fantasy world USA, and in fantasy world everybody was kind, there wasn't a thief in town, and uh, then you brought him to Thiefville, where everybody's a thief, that kid would be shell-shocked. You know, that kid would run and run back. Now, let's reverse it. Bring up a kid in Thiefville where everybody's dishonest, and now bring him to fantasy world where everybody is honest. How's that kid going to behave? If they see a watch in a restroom that was left, what are they going to do with that watch? They're going to stick it in their pocket. Why? Because that's what they grew up with. So the mantra, that imprinting, whatever you want to call it in this book, I call it the three basic. There's four, but the fourth one you don't see very often. So we'll deal with the three, attention getting, power, and revenge are mostly the motivation behind the poor behavior, the maladaptive behavior that you see in your home with your children. But you need to understand that message that the kids are feeling like they need more parent. They need more love. They need more acceptance. And that's... That's the art of being a parent, is making that kid feel special. Hmm. No, That's a good way to look at it, and that's part of what you've included in your book there. Kevin, you're known as the birth order guy, and some people may not be familiar with that, believe it or not. Really? How many, how many millions have you sold of that book? <laughs> many trees died in its honor. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a great concept. It's one of those you know rare thoughts that you were able to grab and put into a book, the birth order book. But just lightly tell us how that functions and how that helps to shape who we are. I'm sure we're not locked into that, but you generally learn certain behavior patterns depending upon where you are in the pecking order of your birth, right? Well, firstborns are the movers and shakers in our society. There are leaders, there are political leaders, there are senators, there Congress congresspeople, there are presidents of the United States, there are astronauts in outer space, If there's something technical, the engineers, the accountants, you're going to see an inordinate number of firstborn and onlyborn children. They're sort of psychological cousins to each other. They do very well in life. The child right beneath them is a disadvantage. If that child's a middle child, they're going to end up a mediator, a negotiator, a compromiser. They're going to be good at seeing life from both sides of the fence, which is pretty good. I love to tell middle children that the peanut butter and jelly a sandwich. The babies of the family, if you name a comedian right now, in all probability you're talking about a baby of the family. Just name one. They're, they're babies across the board. Very few exceptions. Mm-hmm. All the late-night TV guys, I don't think they're very funny, quite frankly, but they're all youngest children. Why is that? What, what, what action is in play there that makes them predominantly come from? The achiever role was filled by you firstborn children. Okay, The next child in line is the opposite of, the, of that firstborn. Mm-hmm. So there's two roles, whatever they are. So that baby of the family, is that humor guy, he can't compete. And that was true of my life. I couldn't compete <laughs> with my sister and brother. So I became the best of the worst. I graduated fourth of my class in high school from the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was taking consumer's mathematics. That's bonehead math. As a senior in high school, I couldn't get it in college. I finally did get in college on probation. I mean, most of you know my story. I mean, it was terrible. But, you know, along came this woman when I was 19 years old after I was thrown out of college. And she was the one, my future wife, who I met in a men's room of a hospital, believe it or not. She was the one that God used to turn my whole life around. And God gave me motivation. And I'm thankful for those years I struggled. But um, we are a product of our environment, and you as a parent, you've taken whatever you glean from mom and dad into that role of parenthood. It can
0: work for you, but it can also work against you. Danny, so many people have found Dr. Kevin Lehman's birth order theory helpful, and uh, Kevin has admitted that occasionally there are exceptions to the rules, and uh, how common do you see it where maybe a firstborn isn't a rule follower or uptight like me, and uh, the youngest isn't necessarily a playful one like you.
2: <laughs> yes, it, it, does, uh, it does happen, and it's not super frequent uh, that it happens that way. Why does it, it happen? Why does it happen? Yeah. It's interesting. It's a family systems uh, thing. This is how we, we fill our role. What's interesting with personality, it comes from the word persona, So you're putting on the mask within the theater, right? Mm. So you're filling in a role within the family system itself. Birth order takes interesting twists and turns when you see a blended family, when you see a single parent, when you see young parents compared to older parents. And that would take too long to go into much detail on that. That's
0: why there's Dr. Kevin Lehman's great book, by the way. (laughs) That's right, exactly.
2: (laughs) But in this, don't feel bad if your child, your firstborn is not that... Leader and rule follower, uh, their unique characteristics that that child is filling through their unique personality. And again, personality are behavior patterns that uh, help a person adapt to their environment, right? And then they also express themselves through that personality and it's shaped within the culture that they're in. What you want to do is create the culture of your home. There is no pressure for your firstborn to be the rule follower or the leader, the rule maker. And neither is it a rule that your youngest one needs to be a playful one. Uh, If they're not and they're more serious, that's okay. That's That's the role they're bringing into the culture of your home. And as a parent, be creative with that. Have it be the culture of your home, and maybe it doesn't meet the same criteria or the same type of pattern as other people's homes within this birth order, mm-hmm. uh, and you have a unique home, and that's yeah. fantastic.
0: Well, we want to be along the journey with you at every step of the way, and uh, focus on the family for over 45 years now, it has been helping parents, equipping parents, inspiring parents. Uh, we want to be there for you, and we have a wealth of tools to help, including our free parenting assessment, which takes just a few minutes and covers a wide variety of things you might be dealing with or will be dealing with. We're going to link over to that free parenting assessment in the show notes, and we'll have details as well on Dr. Kevin Lehman's book about uh, effective discipline called Why Your Kids Misbehave and What to Do About It. Uh, We're making that available to you for a one-time gift or monthly pledge of any amount to the ministry today. Donate as you can. We'll say thanks by sending the book to you details are in the show notes. Next time we'll hear from David Kinnaman and Mark Matlock. Uh, They'll be talking about how to help your teenager grow in their faith. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. From the Kendrick
1: brothers, creators of War Room and Fireproof, comes Life Mark. When David Colton's birth mother unexpectedly reaches out, it leads to a staggering truth from his past. Always
2: wondered if my biological parents think about me.
0: She loved you, and I'm so glad that she made the choice that she did. Inspired by a true story, Life Mark. Starring Kirk Cameron and Alex Kendrick. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Only
1: in theaters beginning September 9th. Theater and ticket information is available at lifemarkmovie.com.